Welcome to the Fire Learning Trail. The Fire Learning Trail is brought to you by the Fire Learning Network, the Consortium of Appalachian Fire Managers and Scientists, the Nature Conservancy, and the USDA Forest Service. Your guides on this trail are Greg Phillip and Chase Frisbee from the USDA Forest Service, and I'm Jen Bundy with the Consortium of Appalachian Fire Managers and Scientists. Hi, welcome to the third installment of the Fire Learning Trail podcast or audio tour. In this chapter, we're going to be discussing the fiery past and present of the Limbo Gorge Wilderness Area. We're going to be talking about the unique characteristics of this area that set it apart for this special level of protection, the designation as a wilderness area. We'll also be discussing some of the recent fire history. So if you're in or near Linville Gorge Wilderness Area while you're listening to this, you are situated inside the Pisgah National Forest. This area is managed by the Grandfather Ranger District of the USDA Forest Service. And Chase, you want to give us a little background of when and why the Linville Gorge was designated as a wilderness area? The Linville Gorge Wilderness Area is one of, was one of the first wilderness areas. It was formed in 1964. Part of the reason it's so special is because it has history of fire and it's fire-dependent species. And Greg, why is that designation as a wilderness area so important? What makes that different than, say, just being another part of the National Forest? The designation as a wilderness area for the Linville Gorge is important in that it's an area that's to be left untrammeled by man. Um, There shouldn't be any improvements made by man. One of the rules of thumb is take only pictures and leave only footprints. Um, It's really one of those areas where recreationists are to be challenged. Um, You know, you wouldn't go hiking in there without a map and a compass or you could, you could easily get lost. Also, we're not allowed to use chainsaws or other mechanized equipment in the wilderness areas. And, you know, it's as much for solitude for for the visitors as it is for the employees to keep up to snuff with the uh, traditional tools, such as cross-cut saws and, and other hand tools to clear the trails. So does that present an issue for you guys as firefighters if you need to get in and fight a fire or use some sort of mechanized equipment? Firefighters can request permission to use mechanized equipment in the wilderness area to include chainsaws, helicopters, or portable pumps to pump water as they do run on gasoline. I have requested on one of those big fires on the Shortoff fire for a bulldozer on an old roadbed just south of Shortoff, and that request was actually denied in that it it could change the character of the wilderness. Um, So just because we can ask for permission, it's not a guarantee. Huh. You mentioned the unique character of the wilderness area, and I know and you know and a lot of people who have visited this area know that it is special, but I think what a lot of people don't realize is that it's special even among the southern Blue Ridge Mountains. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So if you look back to the west, you'll see the Black Mountain Range, which is home of Mount Mitchell, the highest peak east of the Mississippi. Uh, That area is responsible for the rain shadow that the Linville Gorge sits in. And that rain shadow is important because the storms primarily come from the west, And what will happen is they'll dam up against the Black Mountain Range. The storms will stop there, but the lightning and the wind will come across the ridge over here to the gorge, which is a big reason why there's more lightning strikes here in Linville Gorge than other places in western North Carolina. Uh, Chase is going to talk to you about some of the wildlife that you might see in this area. 
the large rock outcroppings provide great habitat for black bear to den up in the winter. Lots of areas, um, rattlesnakes can hide in those rocks. Um, we've got a lot of wild turkey in some of the more open coves down through there in the gorge. There's a, there's a lot of white-tailed deer that are in those open areas also. And that's something that really benefits from the large occurrence of wildfires that are in the gorge. Lots of bobcats. They also love the rock outcroppings and remote areas down there. Fox, gray fox and red fox that are in the gorge. Wow, that's a lot. Some other species that occur in the Linville Gorge are the mountain golden heather, a threatened and endangered plant. One of the only two areas that it grows is here in the Linville Gorge, as well as the heller's blazing star, both fire-dependent plants that really work well after fire when it opens up the canopy so sunlight can get to the ground. Right. Now, has fire always existed in the gorge? Is it a natural occurrence, or is this just a human-caused disturbance? Native Americans and early settlers used fire as a tool. And then moving forward on into the 1940s through the 1980s, that was a fire suppression era where um, all fires were tried to be put out um, as soon as they started. Yeah, back in the 30s, they had the 10 a.m. policy where all fires were supposed to be suppressed by 10 a.m. the day after the initial attack. Uh, that policy stayed in place up until the 80s. Um, the Yellowstone fires in 1988 kind of put the let burn policy in place, and everyone was behind that until that Yellowstone fire threatened the lodge and other structures there in the park. So then we slipped back into more of a suppression mode, um, but the Forest Service policy now supports us uh, managing these unplanned ignitions for resource benefit. Um, and when we say resource benefit, meaning you know, burning the vegetation and some of the heavy fuel loadings on the ground, as well as opening up those canopies for those special plants we talked about. Tree core studies show that, that fire occurred every three to seven years in this area. Tree core studies were, is where you can go out and take a, a core sample of a tree and, and look at those fire scars that occurred throughout history because you can count those growth rings in a tree see where the fire scars happened. You know, you always hear about huge fires happening out west, especially this past summer in 2015. We heard about a lot of devastating wildfires out west, and you just don't hear about them on the east coast as much. Do we have a lot of big fires here, maybe in Linville Gorge or just in Pisgah in general? The Brushy Ridge fire that started in October of 2000 and burned up into November um, was the first big fire that I remember since I've worked here on the district. Uh, around Morganton, you'd talk to the old timers. They would tell stories of a big fire in the 20s that everybody remembered. And then also at the ranger station, we have some newspaper clippings of a couple hundred acre fires in the 70s. After that, um, the Brushy Ridge Fire, which started from an abandoned campfire, burned about 10,000 acres in that November 2000 time frame. Then moving on from there, the Linville Complex fires took place in the from April through the summer of 2007. Uh, Pinnacle Fire burned a lot of the same ground that the Brushy Ridge Fire burned on. Then after that, we had a lightning storm come through in June of 2007, which started the Short Off Fire and the Dobson Knob Fire, which became the Linville Complex. 
And both those fires burned for about six weeks through that summer before the rains finally came and, and helped us put those out. The Table Rock Fire burned in 2013. Uh, again, it was an abandoned campfire. Uh, some really strong winds came through the area and got some embers out of a fire ring and, and started that fire. Uh-huh. What would you say is the average number of fires or large fires that you see in this area every year? In the early 2000s, I remember maybe one lightning fire per year up until about 2007 or 2008. And it seems we've been averaging between five and six, with the majority of those fires burning you know, less than an acre. Um, but this summer in 2015, the Bald Knob Fire um, burned about 1,200 acres over six or eight weeks, uh, and it was from a lightning strike. So even though most of those fires get put out, there is the possibility for, for those big ones in the summertime. And one reason we've had so many fires in the in the Linville Gorge area is it's just a place that um, that firefighters can't get in there and put fires out. So that's why it's been a been an area that's um, had such large fires in in the history. So as you drive around, look at the woods and 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 pay attention to what you're looking at. If you can see through the woods a couple like a hundred yards, that's probably an area that's been burned either by prescribed fire or a wildfire. Um, you'll no- notice the denser more crowded stands are areas that fire probably hasn't run through. Rhododendron and mountain laurel tend to take over in absence of fire. You'll you'll notice that in a lot of your the north side of your mountain ranges and your wet areas in their river bottoms where the fire typically doesn't burn. You'll notice that mountain laurel and rhododendron, and it it'll just keep encroaching in areas that, that don't get um, either wildfire or or controlled burning. As you're hiking around, you could notice scorched marks or charred marks on stumps or limbs or branches that have been that did not completely burn up through the fire event that took place. It's interesting. Pay attention to what's going on. You may even be walking on an old control line. Some of the trails in the gorge are used as control lines from wildfires. Um, a lot of times we'll use natural barriers such as creeks or rock screes also to, to control fires. You have Highway 105 that runs on the West side of the Linville Gorge is a scenic highway, a great place to get some of those long-range views and see see some of the old fire scars on the Linville Gorge. And on the south end of 105, you have the Dobson's Knob control burn, and a good place to view some of those areas. Well, I hope anyone listening keeps their eyes open next time they're out here, out in the Linville Gorge wilderness area. Pay attention to the role that fire plays in making these areas beautiful and special places to visit. I think that's all we have on this chapter of the Fire Learning Trails podcast, our audio tour. Thanks for listening once again, and stay tuned for our next installment. If you need more information, you can contact the Grandfather Ranger District Office or the Nature Conservancy in Asheville, North Carolina. CDs will be available at information cabins in the Pisgah National Forest. And feel free to use our hashtag, GoodFire, G-O-O-D-F-I-R-E, when posting about your visit to this trail on social media. 